Welcome to the new guys. We're so glad you're here. Uh, I love this podcast. You're listening, so you love it. And if you don't love it yet, I'm sure you're going to love it pretty soon. Um, I am one of your hosts. Uh, my name is River Butcher. I'm a stand-up comedian and actor, uh, writer, baseball player, utility infielder, and manager. Um, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Gabe Dunn. How's it going, Gabe? It's all right. You have not described yourself as a utility infielder in so long. I was getting worried. I know, yeah. It came back. I still I still am a utility infielder. I was so worried. <laughs> Although I'm sticking to the corners and I got to say I would make a fantastic outfielder. I just I just don't know that I can commit to the craft. You know what I mean? I don't know. What does that mean? What's the craft of being an outfielder? Well, it's a it's a very different skill than being an infielder. I mean, you know, baseball slash all sports, like each position requires its own skill set. You know, it's like the sport itself has an overarching yeah. skill set. Yeah. And then each position is, you know, um, specific and crafted to that position. That's why it exists, you know? Yeah. So, um, so like third base and first base are corner infield, so they have similarities, but they have big differences too. Um, but then infield versus outfield, you know, like infield. One of the reasons I don't I like the infield is you don't have a lot of time to think when you're fielding. The oh ball. yeah. But yeah, then you have to think a lot about where you're gonna go. Like there's a lot of pre thought, which is a baseball thing, anyways. Like you have to pay attention to where everybody is yeah. and where you're gonna go. Um, but the thing about the outfield is you have a lot of time to think about your mistakes. <laughs> like if you miss it, you're just out there by yourself, mm -hmm. basically. For kickball, yeah. I usually play outfield or second base, depending. But um, yeah. but outfield, uh, I, I when you miss, it's real bad. But so now, yeah. but like I'm more seasoned. We just started a new season, and I'm now oh, more seasoned than like half the people on the team. Isn't that incredible it's how that so how wild. that works? It's really awesome. It's so The progress awesome. of sports is so great. At team sports specifically, I mean, the progress of sports is incredible. And I feel like, just to throw a little anti-capitalism in there, um, the the I love professional sports. Don't get me wrong. Um, we had Harrison Brown on here. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like the hierarchy that, like, the only worthwhile sport is professional sport mm -hmm. Um really takes that thing away. Yeah. And I think that uh, for folks, you know, maybe like us who, you know, were left out of sports because of trans or gender stuff, uh, or sexism, you know, uh, or just like left out of sports because of like, I don't know, neurodivergence mm -hmm. or whatever, just like disinterest. I think that for me, like my, my thing about sports is that I think there's, they can be so powerful for everybody and in a way that is not... <laughs> what we see all the time. Yeah. So like when I say that, I feel like a lot of people rightfully so roll their eyes and think like, Oh, what a jock or whatever. And I get it, but I'm actively saying, no, I want to dispel that, yeah. you know, that like, because I've played with people, you know, there are people on my team who've, you know, we've been playing together as a team since 2019. So right. that this will be our fifth year. Aww. We missed a COVID year. So it's four. And there are people on my team that four years ago, five years ago, yeah. had literally never played baseball in their lives, you know? And, like, to, to where they are now is, like, incredible, you know? And and it's not just necessarily, like, oh, they're successful. And so it's, like, it is it is that, but it's more than that, that it's, like, yeah. confidence and growth and all this stuff is just, like, it's so important. And to me, that's what sports are all about, you know? And we've kind of ruined that even for kids. <laughs> You know, it was really lovely to come back to kickball on a draft team. So I only know a few people 
and that I could. Can you walk- tell me what a, what does a draft team mean? What does that mean? Oh, I so I usually means. play on a team called Daddy Issues, uh, and that's the same people. And then uh, for January, it's co-ed, I assume, right? Like, yeah, but it's a, it's a, yes, but it's it's mostly a gay men, gay men's league. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just, I was just curious if it was in fact because sometimes there's not, you know, there are gendered leagues, non-co-ed leagues, which is fine. Yeah, but I was just curious. It's co-ed, but I think there's probably there's one woman on our team, and uh-huh. she is aggro. I love her yeah, so well, much. Yeah. She, <laughs> her thing, she bullies me. And we ended up. Is she up on, also queer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's okay. a lesbian. Well, and I don't we also, want to assume, you know. We ended up on. She used to bully me at practice, and now we ended up on the same team. And she's like, "Oh, hey, we're on the same team." And wow. I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I love it. I think it's fun and fine." Uh-huh. But yeah. she does bully me, uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't really. I, I maybe I have a face that lends itself to bullying. I don't. She <laughs> says she's motivating me. Yeah, yeah. But it seems sinister. She'll be like, you better do a good job out there. And I'm like, and I'm like, Ev, that's that sounds like you're threatening me. And she's Uh like, I'm supporting you. I am threatening you. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I am threatening you. Yeah. This is a threat. (laughs) Yeah. But it was nice to show up because half the team is new. And so like I'm explaining the rules to them. I'm like, Mm -hmm. somebody missed a ball in the outfield. And I was like, that's okay. Like, you'll get it next time. Like, see, I'm that person. I, I love that. I love that for you. I know. It's a powerful thing to yes. be cuz cuz what I've found when I begin to uh do those kinds of things like hey, it's all right. It's all good. It's all yeah. good. Uh, it's like eventually I'm going to have to do that for myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. And that's truly what, you know, I mean, I've been playing in this league for people have been listening to me talk about this for 10 years. <laughs> so uh, you know, that's a long time. That's a long time. And I only recently, and it's not only through this baseball team that I've come to be able to begin to do that. Yeah. Um, but it's been a major, major help and spiritual teacher in terms of um, being kind to myself, even if it's just inside, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially inside, because that's mostly where it happens. But um, yeah, it's, it's a powerful thing. And only yeah. until I have been a manager for quite some time and then more people were coming on that I saw myself mm-hmm. in them mm-hmm. was I able to go oh I deserve to be treated that way too mm-hmm. I know <laughs> by me which is you know the whole path I think um also just want to jump in and say this is a just us guys <laughs> episode which Gabe sent me the link to uh, record this, and the uh, acronym for that is JUG, which I think is I know. I saw that, so and I loved apropos. it. I know. <laughs> so, so Just Us Guys episode, otherwise known, a.k.a. JUG episode. Jug. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm going to give uh, just a quick thank you to some co-fee people. Great. Um, they donate. You can donate at co-fee.com slash the new guys. Uh, you guys are so nice and donate so like you are all very consistent and also give tip like it's not it, you can do a subscription but you can also just give tips and you guys give tips like it's amazing. Thank you very okay. much. I want to throw that in there because we definitely consistently asked and we appreciate that you've consistently showed up for this. Truly, I like making this podcast and you are quite literally helping us do that. <laughs> Okay, so Purani, Mads, Darcy, Emerson, Lane, Ari, Jax, Leah, and Eric. Um, and I also want to say that uh, we are like pretty new. Like we've done eighteen episodes. We're a pretty new podcast. Wow. Yeah, 
We have 60 ratings. 60. That's so many. That's a lot. Thanks, That's everybody. a lot for how little episodes there are. Thank you. Wow. That's if a lot of ratings. If we get to 100 before we even have 50 episodes, that's wild. That would be wild. That would be incredible. Okay. That's just a goal. It's um, <laughs> just a goal of yours to bring it back to sports. Yeah. What if we had, what if before we had 25 episodes, we had 50 reviews? We would have had two reviews for every episode. That's amazing. Yeah. But Let's... we, well, we have 60 at 18, right? So we already have 50. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. What if we had no, that's good. 75 before we had 25 uh-huh. episodes? Then we would have three reviews for every episode. Great. You're that's nuts. very good at math. You're fast at that. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, but I've started to do more. I mean, you more. just were. I don't yeah. know. I've started to do more math because I'm so concerned about my retirement compounding that now I'm all I'm doing is math. Uh, the fact that you have one is great. I have really, you know, dropped the ball on that. But, that um, okay. Well, I can help you. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So. Thank you, everybody, for all of your donations and your reviews. And we are going to be right back after a break uh, with some listener mail. What's up, new guys, listeners? This is River Butcher here, one of your hosts. I just want to let you know that I'm going to be on the road this February and March, and I would love to see you at my shows. Uh, February 7th through the 10th, I'll be at Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a bunch of shows. On the 22nd of February, I'll be at the Den Theater in Chicago for one night only, so let's sell that one out. Uh, And then February 23rd and 24th, I'll be at Commonwealth Comedy in Dayton, Kentucky. So come on out to those shows. And then in March, I will head to the Agua Caliente Casino in Cathedral City for their Pride event on the 9th of March. And then the 26th of March, I'll be at Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York. The 27th, I'll be at Punchline Comedy. And then on the 27th, I'll be in Philadelphia at the Punchline. And then on the 28th, I'll be at Bananas Comedy Club in Rutherford, New Jersey. Come on out to those shows. You can get tickets at my website, riverbutcher.com slash shows. I can't wait to see you there. Okay, we are back. And uh, we are going to talk about some listener mail, but we also have a review up top that has sparked some conversation between me and Gabe. And so we wanted to share some of that with you all. Yes. So I'm going to read this review. And then uh, this led to behind the scenes conversations with me and River, but also um, it very necessary movement of that conversation to the podcast for a little bit. So that's right. Here we go. Don't play this at work. Wrote one star used to be a big fan. I really loved this podcast and have followed Gabe and River respectively for a few years now. A really refreshing podcast with really interesting guests and a really rich breadth of perspectives. Unfortunately, Gabe is a Zionist and has directly propagated harmful misinformation about Palestine. While it's been nice to see River come out in support of the Palestinian cause, I can't continue to support this show knowing that one of the creators is, despite the very nature of this podcast, fundamentally opposed to the global struggle for liberation of the oppressed. So that I'm I'm thankful that you left this as a review. Um mm-hmm. I you I, we read every email we get by the way whether yeah. they're good or bad. So um this also could have been an email but I yeah. I appreciate it uh being public facing as well whatever you felt comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Um and I just wanted to I was a little bit taken aback so I just wanted to say I I am not a Zionist. I'm not sure where that came from. Um it's not I I guess like it I don't have to defend where it came from cuz it came from what wherever it came from and that's my fault for not 
being more explicit wherever you're getting this information. And also we haven't talked about it on this particular show. Mm -hmm. So and just to interject, there's a reason why we haven't. And that's we that's also why we don't talk about like uh breaking news necessarily in any way uh on this podcast because we record it we typically record two weeks ahead of time and even so even more so sometimes and even more so sometimes so we've we've really just kept it like interview based and then person like i don't know listener uh, mail listener mail and then like you know the things we are experiencing in our life that moment or whatever so uh anyway just to add add that to it and um Gabe's going to give his thoughts and then I'm going to give mine and then we're going to talk to each other about it. Yeah. So, uh, so basically I, um, I am pretty Jewish. And so I'm wondering if that's maybe where this came from, but I do want to say like, thank you for the push to talk about it on the show. It does all go together in terms of what you were saying, listener, uh, if you, if you will still listen, uh, that it, it does all go together in terms of liberation of the oppressed, in terms of um, like, you know, making sure obviously like the trans struggle to not uh, for for self-determination and um, the Palestinian cause for self-determination. Like it's not irrelevant to this podcast. So I do appreciate uh, you calling that out and giving us the opportunity to be more explicit. And like also, you know, River had had said to me like, to be more explicit in terms of the things that I might find obvious that people listening or people who don't know me in particular, you know, might not find obvious. So right. to be explicit, <laughs> yeah, I am, I am not a Zionist. Um, I am for pre, uh, free Palestine. I don't want there to be a genocide. Like I'm not sure outside of my own mind, I'm not sure what other people would be thinking or, or, Mm-hmm. you know um what wouldn't be obvious to people so that's yeah. what river and i were talking about and river give your thoughts give your thoughts. <laughs> yeah independent I mean, of mine I, well i uh, in in terms of like the person leaving the review and saying those things i just like echo everything that you said gabe which is like i am not somebody who's like uh you know i i i don't bristle at criticism like i no no i welcome it it's difficult sometimes you have to read it and then put it down and then come back to it you know but um like gabe said you know like i I, i'm not saying don't leave a review but we we you can also send it to us via email and we will read it and we will talk about it on the show as best we can you know so uh always open open to that you know um and essentially my my belief at this moment you know because i mean this is it's not about me but i am a part of this you know no no one is outside of this you know like um no one doesn't have uh, a part in this which i know is always hard for everybody to accept on a day-to-day basis but um you know i i believe that israel is a, a settler colonialist state um, that's sponsored by the United States, which is also a settler colonialist state. They're both imperialist colonialist states um, that are committing genocide against the Palestinian people who are the indigenous people of that land. Um, the United States has carried out multiple genocides uh, across the globe, including on the very land that I'm currently sitting on, that you're sitting on, that most of our listeners are sitting on. Um, and so, and I don't support either. You know, I I, I believe in the dismantling of the imperialist colonialist settler state and the return of land to people, um, to the indigenous people. Um, and so I'm 
greatly against the genocide that's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, and especially the fact that my, you know, taxes, student loan payments, all of that is funding the mass murder of men, women, and children. <laughs> uh, that it's not a war um, and that a ceasefire doesn't go far enough. It's an end to a genocide. So that, I mean, that's that's what I believe today in this moment. It's Thursday, February 1st, tw- uh, 12.30 p.m. on the dot. Um, so just to say, like, I doubt that's going to change by the time this comes out. I'm just saying, like, in this moment, and that has been my belief. Um, and I have had to, you know, pause and, and um, take a lot in, you know, and really... Uh, question my own self and continue to do that you know like that's what i continue to believe and i continue to um you know when i say question my own beliefs it's like question my own you know it's it's interesting that this person says that like like you said gabe i i I can't i I can't scour and 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 point to specific re i i can guess i could only guess ever even if i and who knows if i'm accurate but i would say that like the thing about uh, what this person is saying, which again, I don't even want to say that it is criticism, but it's like this is a statement that is yeah, it's something a statement. we can it's also something talk that about. It's a prompt. Yeah, exactly. So like I take that in and I go, uh, my first response is I'm outside of this and I'm not allowed to have an opinion. So then my second thought is I'm inside of this and I have a belief system and I have a part in it. Mm-hmm. And I too am ha- have been like, you know, raised in zionist propaganda whether it's you know israel's zionist propaganda which is also the united states or christian zionist it's like i Mm -hmm. am the thing Mm -hmm. that this person is saying that i am um like and that's continuously the practice of like oh how how am i transphobic how am i zionist Mm -hmm. how am i racist how am i uh you know uh how am i a colonizer how Mm -hmm. am i a settler how am i in this moment, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I, I, how am I a gentrifier, even though I actively yeah. do as many things in my life to, to not do that? You know, it's like, but uh, having a willingness to question where that lives in me um, is, is just, you know, my continued practice with these things. Yeah, that was an interesting thing when we were talking privately where you were saying that um, everyone's beliefs are colored by propaganda. So it's like saying, I'm not racist or I think you said like people who are like, I don't have a racist bone in my body. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like we all do. Yeah. It's so just like not the true. People who are like, <laughs> well, I'm I mean, not it's a, a great thought. I'm not a Zionist. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, you know, examining like the ways in which your thought processes have been colored by everything mm-hmm. around you forever. And then it's very jarring to dismantle that kind of thing. So yeah. my instinct is to be like, well, wait a minute. Like I'm not a Zionist, but it was interesting in our conversation to be like, well, mm-hmm. You know, like we all have beliefs that are have been seeded in us for such a long time mm-hmm. that we want to push back and say, oh, I'm not a gentrifier. I'm not a racist. I'm not. But like there's stuff, you know, there's 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 poison inside of us. Exactly. It's an internal process, you know, so it's like so this someone can point a finger and say yeah. something to me um, and it's up to me to say, OK, where is that in me? Where yeah. is that in me? Yeah. You know, because where where am I trying to progress? And again, like all of this to say, like, th- this is not about like, hey, do I look good and have the right opinion? You know, right. like right. I actively I, the the horror of this for four months is like it's it's I don't I don't really have words to describe right. it, you know, so like 
Um, I don't even know where I'm going with that train well, of thought. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's just impotence. It feels impotent because it's like yeah. we could talk about it on this podcast, but it's also like this sort of helpless, impotent feeling that's like, okay, well, I'm going to do as much as I can, but like, am I going to go? Uh, am I going to? It's like a mix of hope and despair. Am I going to go against mm-hmm. the. U.S. government? Do I expect the U.S. government to do anything? Like, is that pessimism? Is that realism? Mm-hmm. Like, what can? Well, we I mean, do the now? U.S. government is doing something. No, but it's I'm doing saying, what it like, wants to do. No, do? I know what you mean. It's like what? Well, yeah, and so I guess the only thing that I continue to do is not look away. You know, like that, yeah. and, and to continue to engage and continue because uh, the thing, the consistent, the two consistent things that I see that I think are important is the that that the the global consciousness raising that is not unlike the global consciousness raising in 2020 around the murder of George Floyd. That's true. Uh, is that the world is waking up. This this genocide is being broadcast on our phones. That's true. And that they is can't, different. They, they are trying, but they cannot stop it. Yeah. And so while it's easy to look to the despair, it is required to look at the consciousness raising that's actively happening. And the other thing that I see, it's like, you know, people are saying, you know, Gaza is waking people up. And then the other thing is that consistently seeing Palestinians uh, saying, please, please don't forget about it. Please keep looking at us. Please keep sharing about us. It is helping. Like it, it, we feel like, Oh, the internet, it's nothing. And it's like, no, this actually is something like it means something to continually at at the very least maintain my heart connection and, and consistently reach that, uh, that out to the people who are going through this, you know? Um, and to continue like, you know, and we're friends, you know, this is why I wanted to talk to you before we got on here. And, and, and I think it's like important and powerful to people for people to hear that also that like, you know, that you continue your progress in in this and, and becoming and continuing to be an anti-Zionist. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, 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 it's a, it's part it, that is something that is not impotent, you know, um, same for me. We talked a lot about my personal uh, background in all of this, but I Mm -hmm. increasingly am like it's sort of irrelevant because like it it feels very minuscule compared Mm -hmm. to like a genocide. Like it's like, you know, it's a little bit like I don't have to sit and like explain, you know, like you can reasonably assume the mindset of. I don't know. I don't want to say like a cult, but you know what I mean? Like you can reasonably mm-hmm. assume it. So I don't need to like rehash it here. No. And I, I think that to at least from where I sit is that it's it's your journey. Like all, all, all the whole thing is about liberation, you know? And so yeah. it's your journey that's going to only like influence and help you and others as you move through it, you yeah. know, and towards, you know, um, because we agree. I don't think you said it like the thing that I said about, you know, um, Israel being a, a, a colonist, colonizing settler imperialist state and, and an arm of the United States colonies and all those things like we agree. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we agree. Yeah. So like you, you are on a path of your own liberation, which is in part, you know, no one. I, I, that's the thing is like white supremacy creates white people, you know, on mm-hmm. a consistent 
it's continually shifting and changing, mm-hmm. you know, who the the quote unquote white man is, which is like not I don't mean that literally, you know, I no, no, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is it is a figment, it is a creation that does also literally exist, but but who is the oppressor in the situation? That's conditional. And, and part of that is to recognize that I both am and am not, that like my own liberation requires me to question that very thing mm-hmm. and not keep my, I feel like many white moderates, uh, you know, that Martin Luther King talks about, or, you know, just white liberals consider themselves like, hey, I have the right opinion on this thing. Yeah. And also I'm not part of it. Yeah. You know, it's like this thing that, that it's a double bind that keeps you out of it as though you do not also need to be liberated. You know, like mm. our liberation is bound together. Yeah. You know, and and as a white person, period, mm-hmm. my liberation is not is not the first in line, you know, but I know that the liberation of others is the liberation of me, you know. And so while it sounds a little selfish, mm-hmm. it's more so. Oh, this is for all of us, and yeah. I am not outside of the circle of compassion. Actually, you that's know, what like, I'm saying. That it's not irrelevant to this podcast, so that's why a hundred percent. Yeah, and this person is totally that. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has been on my mind and 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 weighing on me that we haven't discussed it on here. Yeah, um, for that very reason that yeah. you know the 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 queer liberation movement. Yes, mm-hmm. black liberation. It's all. It is all interconnected. There is no. There's no separation of any of these things. Like we are all one, you know. Um, and so, I'm grateful that this person left. I hope I hope they're willing to come back. Also, if they don't want to, they don't have to. You yeah, know? <laughs> they yeah. get to do whatever they want, you know. But I appreciate them uh, because, like, you can't. Nobody nobody evolves by necessarily by always being <laughs> coddled or the tr- the truth is very. But I don't know. Yeah. The truth is just the truth, and that's the truth, you know. Yeah. So. Well, thank you to don't listen to this at work. Maybe <laughs> I forgot that that was their name, and I was thinking they were saying to not listen, and I was like, I don't know that our podcast is not safe for work. Necessarily, well, I was like, where do you work? Depends on like your work. A- <laughs> yeah. We'll take another quick break, and then we will come back with some listener mail. Uh, we're back with some more listener mail. Uh, we're so grateful to you, everybody that's listening. I'm very grateful yeah. for that, for you all. This is a fun one. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Hi, Gabe and River. My name is Danny, they, he. I'm 27 and trans mask non-binary. Listening to this podcast is helping me to navigate where I fall on the trans mask to trans man pipeline. And I'm thankful for this community and both of you. My question is, how has your feelings towards and relationships with other men, especially cis men, changed throughout your journeys? I had a boyfriend for years through my late teens and college, but since then have felt very averse to the idea of being with another man. At no fault of his, he was always a good boyfriend and we remained friendly. As I'm coming to accept my gender, I'm feeling like this is a reflection of my own gender insecurities and probably some jealousy. I still feel some level of attraction towards men, but it's not something I feel comfortable at all expressing. I have an amazing relationship now with my girlfriend of four years, so it's not something I care to act on either way. More so just want to work through these feelings to better understand myself and potentially have better relationships with men going forward. Thank you, Danny. Hmm. Spicy question. (laughs) Yeah. Spicy, spicy. Do you have thoughts or do you want me to start? I, uh... When I was a girly, I had a lot of, I had fun. I had a good time with men. 
So can I ask a question, a follow-up question? Because you've talked yeah. quite a bit, and I, I love it, about you know being a girl yeah. or being a hot, hot girl, hot bi girl, whatever. Yeah. Um, did you would you say that you identified as cis then? Or would you say I'm curious about the nuance of your of your woman experience? I know. I never thought about it. So I never like put the word cis on, on anything. Of course. But like retrospectively, like looking back at it, when when you say that, like is it that or is it like something else? I'm just I'm just curious. I don't know. No, no, I know. And you don't have to have an answer. I just I never interacted this is what I was gonna say I never interacted with men that I was with in a way that was particularly female I'm looking back on (laughs) sure okay I was always there was always something appealing to the men that were interested in me but then eventually little a little bit off-putting so I think looking back at it now it was a gender ick or ill or or like something popping up for them where like for example they would be drawn in to me being somewhat different and Uh then they would eventually feel emasculated or Uh put off by that same element yeah and didn't know exactly what to do with that or what it was i think only the guy i dated in 2016 when he broke up with me and he said, I think something's up with your gender. That's the (laughs) Uh only person that put a name to it and like had a name Mm. for it. So you, you think that's your like lack of cisness, like you were unaware of it, but like the, the, the gender ick that you're talking about or whatever it is, is like, and gender queerness is like, is the, the disconnect from a cis, cisgender identity. I think so. And these were straight men, straight, cis, yeah, straight cis men that I was dating that that they there was something wrong with me. And I always was like, there's something wrong with me. And then I dated a man right before uh, all of this kind of started going into question. I dated a guy who was by ish by uh-huh. on the by spectrum. And that guy had no problem with me. Like, of course not. we were like totally like on the same page. Honestly, like in some ways that was like a my he was like perfect for me. It just didn't right. work out. Uh-huh. So like that that was kind of a, a thing that would keep happening. And I would think, oh, I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. But I hadn't mm-hmm. put transness as a name to it. Well, like, of course. I, yeah. I was just yeah. curious if you could it, it because I I think for me that was also that's ultimately the thing that i didn't understand yeah you know like that yeah and, and what's interesting is uh, our last guest avi like i just didn't get to bring this up but i think it kind of calls back to that which is um you know the initial experience for me at four or five years old is a gender I- experience and um not having that language or or uh, you know um people around to be necessarily welcome to it you know even though i wasn't i wasn't treated harshly necessarily by my family or anything like that but i they also had no idea that like oh this is you know what's going on and then it's like it almost gets like well it must be that your sexual orientation is something is 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 the thing yeah and it's like 
no, not really. <laughs> you know, for me at least. But um, the the thing to to kind of well, are, we're going to keep going on this subject, and then we'll come back to the cis male part of it because I yes. Feel so like here's we, the thing. Yeah. Okay, it's all kind of tied together. For me, it was not, and I think for a lot of like trans guys, it was like it's your sexuality. You're a lesbian. Cool. Check. For me, what I thought was broken in me was promiscuity. I was oh, like, you can have sex with no feelings. You are able to like, just like meet someone and hook up. You, uh-huh. there's something about that that is very male. And, uh, and that is like, like you think it is, or you think society genders society that? Society told me okay. that. Okay. And then they gotcha. would say, cool. and then so my thing is when I would get, broken up with or when it wouldn't work out with some guy or whatever i'd be like oh it's because i'm slutty and that's bad Mm. and so Mm -hmm. i would judge myself for being slutty and then i was just talking to my friend leland and he was saying how he was like he's straight and he was like there's not like women on hinge that you can just go and like hook up with and have like a one night stand with and i was like yeah there are i was one and he was like and how did you turn out yeah. <laughs> and I, he was like, you were a dude the whole time. And I'm yeah. like, ah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, just maybe not on Hinge. They're on field, though. Well, he was saying, <laughs> I mean, but, okay, but we have a different experience. I think women are more open to us as trans guys for, like, one-night stand stuff than they are to cis men. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I just mean th- they do exist. Well, that's what I was saying. I'm not saying that based on any experience, like, uh, But this is like, but this is like, um... He texted me one time and he texted me a meme that was like, I've talked about it on this show. That was like dark academia, goth, bimbo, whatever happened to sluts. And then I was like, they're trans guys. They're trans guys now. <laughs> well, see, I was never, I, I still remain not not that way. No, I know. We're different. But I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, like, you and I are different I think people, I yeah, thought that the problem was promiscuity and I think promiscuity yeah, was right. part of me being a gay guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there and there's just like it ultimately comes down to there's no problem. You know what I mean? No, it's I just know. Like, it's just like, a, yeah, you're not. I, I don't think you're saying that. I'm just I'm just sim- I'm just stating it cl- clearly and plainly for everybody. And yeah. that like, you know, it's also just the, you know, bisexuality being the transness of sexual orientation is mm. just it's just never not going to make my heart sore. Yeah. Um, And also, I just want to say anybody that I don't know, I. But I heard a new definition of bisexuality or different or original that I think is really resonant and interesting to me, which is that it's not that you're I that you're uh, attracted to both genders. It's yes. that you are attracted to opposite genders of your own and also your own. Yes, which I, I think I, is yes, you're right. So That's the thing. vast and open yeah. and like. I've also heard that pansexuality has some transphobic undertones and connections and threads, which is not to say that anybody that is using that word is doing that. Yeah. It's just that I've heard that creating it to include trans people was like kind of weird. <laughs> you know, but but, um, you know, I, I mean, I'm just like loosening, loosening my grip on all kinds of like those things. It's just I, I just found that particular definition of bisexuality to be so Awesome. That's all. That's the one (laughs) I use. Yeah. So to come back to. Yeah. uh, What's your relationship to cis men? um, Over the course of my life, because I think this person asked like the course of your journey. And so 
I don't really, I mean, I could keep it to transition, but I don't know that that, for me, that doesn't necessarily work because I have always, 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 always wanted to hang out with boys. Like, I just have always, because, like, I'm a boy, like, I want to hang out with boys. I also, also, also have always wanted to hang out with girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't really, I was never like, oh, girls, ick. You know, like, that's just not, that didn't happen for me. Uh, maybe because, you know, I wasn't cultured to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I will say I did have those feelings because I was cultured to have those feelings, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, as someone who wanted to, was a boy and wanted to be a boy, yeah. both things. Yeah. Um, so I glommed on to societal uh, things, you know, um, and even to this day have been like, I think some of it is processing uh, and rejecting certain amounts of femininity and expectations on myself. And like, I allow myself that in a healthy way, you know? Yeah. So anyway, to come back again to the cis male thing, it's like, uh, you know, I have just always had cis male friends Mm -hmm. in my life. And there before was always a bit of a gap. You know, Mm -hmm. there was always this, like, it always felt like there was this, just the space between us that I could not, I couldn't enter, you know, Mm -hmm. for whatever reasons, whether it existed or was simply perceived, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I will say the closeness that I have felt with um, cis men in my life after transitioning and sort of getting to a point of whether you want to call it passing or whatever. Yeah. Um, that like it it is just like it is truly like what I've wanted my whole life. Yeah. And is some of it societal probably like I can't separate myself from from that. Yeah. But I also just have these relationships that have like a tenderness and a gentleness and an understanding that I just have always wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm just like always always wanted that. And I had it before. I did have it before. Um but I just didn't have it in the like sort of amount that I have it now. Are they straight guys? Yeah, for the most part. I I don't Do you know what's wild is what? that I don't have a lot of close gay cis gay male friends. I almost exclusively do. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that about you. I mean, I have I have um most of them are comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which is funny, but but I can't say that I don't have it. It's just that like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I guess my numbers are low. You know. Can I ask you can I ask you a a, a spicy question? Please. Okay. This is pre- this is pre- conjecture, but okay, do you think when you presented as a woman lesbian, uh-huh, that some of the men in your life were like maybe in an alternate universe in a weird in a in a uh-huh. or in a on a random day i could maybe get with river uh-huh and now that has evaporated and yes. so that has changed things yeah i actually think that's true and okay. i don't know that it's conscious either yes like i th- i think that i think that there was an attract there was there's because like I am attracted to cis men yeah not all of them but some of them you yeah. know like I I am definitely attracted to it's similar to this reader or this um uh, the the listener. email listener thank you that's the word um I don't know when or if I'll act on it you know it's mm-hmm. sometimes for me it's just like the attraction is what's fun you yeah. know and that's like kind of enough for me because I do just find myself like I, I, more in a attracted to women, quote unquote, um, non-binary, AFAB people. Yeah. You know, like that's just what I happen to be, find myself 
like attracted to live with and you know commune with in that way um doesn't mean it's off the table but i think i I can never know right but from my experience it's like there can be this sort of attraction and and it is i think i think it was a male friendship Mm -hmm. you know like a close loving male friendship that because oh this is a woman i don't uh, you know right that, it, that there's just like confusion there of just like well i don't know what i can and can't say you know there's there's a lot of elements and, and so I, society is like if a guy and a girl are hanging out they might kiss right and like that expectation enters your head whether you want it or not whether you're aware of it or not and like dude th- that's the thing is like that I consistently, and I've talked about this on this podcast before, like in my baseball situation, like my friend who's a pitcher was like, look, River, like I've been told my, we, we, I've been told my whole life, don't hit girls. And now there's one standing in the box. I'm terrified of hitting her and it's just happening. And I don't even realize it, you know? So this is a guy who wants to play sports with women, loves it, but is talking about his conditioning that takes over. And I'm like, it can't, it's not limited to only that, right. you know, it's like we have truly been conditioned to have expectations, to have fears, to have all these things in these situations that completely get in the way of human connection, right. <laughs> you know, period. Um, and I bring them to, that's the other thing is like, I am also bringing mine to the thing of like, well, he's supposed to do this and I'm supposed to do that and right. I'm supposed to be this and all those things. And like, it's just very freeing to throw that all out. Yeah, now that's let go. Now you're just their guy friend. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Isn't that so <laughs> and then, weird? And, and you just get to be like, because that has always been for me the experience is like, oh, I. it's not about the way people perceive me. It actually isn't. It's about me getting to live out what I've always been living out, which is I want I want to be a friend. I want to be a partner. I want to be uh, a teammate as a guy because yeah. that's what I am yeah I know <laughs> and I so I just want to live that and that's it you yeah. know and it's not it's not something I I like put on or I identify as it's like it is my essence a, as a human on this planet right <laughs> like it is my spiritual essence that in this incar- incarnation and and at the same time when I accept that I can let it go mm-hmm. and it doesn't run my life yeah that's why I don't that's why it's like funny to be like oh, why did you transition if you were just going to date men to me? And it's like, it's a different type of man. It's a well, completely right. different experience also. And your experience of it is completely, completely different. completely different. That, but that's what people don't understand because they look at it simply from an external point of view. And the other thing is, is that when you were talking about relating, it's it's confusing because as a woman, you're like, right, society has told you these things. So for me, I do you want to have sex with that man or is he just funny? Do you want to have sex with that man or are you just friends? Yeah. yeah. Do you, are you, do you feel a closeness to this person as a friend, but because you're a woman and he's a guy, you're like, maybe this is my boyfriend. Like there's so many things that are just, um, able to be let go. Right. In a way that is, I mean, I know that gay men have crushes on on straight men all the time. I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's just been this expectation let go. And, like, I've talked about this before, the Nico Case lyric where she's like, I fucked every man that I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ugh. 
<laughs> I did that for years. Yeah. And now you get to still do it, but from a different position. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a joke. Gender is not sexually transmitted, as it turns out. No, it's not. And I mean, you know, it's funny. I was going to say, like, I am attracted to straight men, but then I'm also, there are gay men that I'm attracted to, too. I don't, I just don't have, like, a limitation to it. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't know. And I just also want to offer it, because I know there are people that listen to this podcast who are not trans, who are not trans, who are not e queer, you know, um, that you can have this shift without transition you know you can yes you can actually transition to a deeper more profound ex acceptance of your own experience you know yeah. mine just happened to also require transition but uh i i actually believe you know like i think i actually think it's really important that like straight people say like oh i'm straight and i i accept that about myself mm -hmm. because i think it's really important and empowering actually yeah. <laughs> for all of us to like say who we are you know even as it change even if it's going to change you know like it probably will if you say it you know <laughs> so it's like but change not to like from straight to gay but just like oh now that i accept that this is who and what i am i actually get to set the terms of what that is i'm yeah. not gonna allow it to be placed upon me at, you know yeah um and so you know to circle back again to the listener um I don't know. It's just exciting. I think you know. It's it's fun, and um, I I've continued. The more I've accepted myself and begun to, and I mean, it's it's still a, a process of like people telling me, you know, like people care about you. You can share things about your life. You know, it's like, oh, uh, you know, it just. I don't know. We we we're in this society that is very, you know, the 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 straight white cis male is like whatever yeah you know, in, insert statement here and i just don't think anyone is garbage i don't think anyone is garbage based on something like that you know what i mean like yeah. it, it, everything that we've said on this entire podcast is about that you know like um anyway i don't know where i was going with that yeah. other than my you know my relationships with cis men have changed over the years and it's for a lot of different reasons and not all of it is transition related some of it is just is age related and understanding related, but I don't know. I think it's really empowering the whole thing. <laughs> My boyfriend yeah. wanted, did he text you about going to dodgeball? Yeah. Are we talking about this on the podcast? No, right I'm now? just saying he wanted you to go to dodgeball. <laughs> I know then, I can't. I know, but then you could meet, you could meet some gay guys. Gay men. No, I know. I would love to, I would love for that. To happen, I would be I so curious. Realized I can't. Well, did I, did I ever, tell this story on this podcast about how I was at Sketchfest a couple years ago and catching a performance at uh, the Castro Theater. Mm. Um, and up the street from the Castro Theater is, uh, is it called Twin Pines? Twin Peaks, Twin Pines, one of those. What? Uh, it's a gay bar. It's It was the first gay bar in San Francisco to open its blinds because like the gay bars up until whatever point that was, it would all be like closed off so you couldn't see what was going on for safety reasons. I love that. Um, but that bar was like, no, we're done. And they pulled the, up the blinds. So I went there with like a crew of people and it was mostly people I didn't know. And there was this gay man, a cis gay man, as far as I know, um, who was wearing like a, you know, like a leather jacket and older than me. And I mean, this was years ago. So this is pre-transition. I have no idea what we were talking about, but we just started talking with each other. And there was this moment where we both looked at each other like, oh, oh, this is fun. <laughs> and like, we're into it. And it was like so awesome because I was like, 
this like pairing that you would not th- but it's also like oh of course i'm a trans guy like he uh, well like, of course. yes <laughs> looking at it now but even but also still maintaining that sort of gay man lesbian attraction is like also so awesome you yeah know? and like just like electric you know because yeah. like we talk so much about how much you know gay men and lesbians don't get along because i think it's true you yeah. know? <laughs> but but there's also sometimes that mutual attraction that's like whoa what is this this is exciting you know it's masculinity it's the effeminate yeah. nature of gay men it's all like he you wasn't know? very effeminate but but i know what you're talking yeah. about yeah yeah the fact that it exists yeah and, and, and a man is open to that and you know and yeah a, a quote-unquote woman is open to her masculinity is like yeah it's just all really i don't know it was really intriguing and exciting and i think about that moment often it was very i don't know i love cool. it I want I I want you to meet more gay guys. I'm so curious what their reaction to you would be like in this like WeHo environment. Yeah, and I mean like look, I say that and it's like I was literally talking and having a beautiful and wonderful lunch with Guy Bronham like yeah. this week and then also like, you know, DMing with my my dear longtime friend Mateo Lane. Um both of whom I have different but deep crushes on you know yeah. so it's like this is not true it's it's just that my day-to-day is not very gay men you know but join me <laughs> it's a lot of it is geographical i know <laughs> you know so but i you know i'm happy to i'm not you know not opposed. you know you know me spicy okay well thank you so much for joining us here on the new guys uh, thank you for writing in. You can write in at the new guys podcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys. I love um I love doing jug eps. And, we love uh, a jug ep. We love a jug <laughs> <laughs> We love a jug episode. And uh I don't have any specific ways that you can support Palestine, but there are many helpful resources. Um keep following the journalists that remain there. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Al Jazeera English is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Democracy Now is very helpful. Um, so yeah, just keep. Uh, I, I I know this sounds, but just to keep it in your heart, keep Palestine and the people of Palestine in your heart as best you can, and the Congo, you know, and everywhere else that I'm not thinking of. You know, it's like yeah. I I know it sounds like thoughts and prayers, but I don't mean that. I actually mean to hold this in your heart and not. Um, look away and not, you know, resist it. And also to not think that you can't do anything because holding in your heart is actually doing something. I Raising know awareness like it, is really doing is. something. I know I'm just And being... speaking about it loudly and continuing to grow and change and knowing that you can't be perfect about these things. And it's not about that. It's yeah. a, it's about remaining open and present and, um, and, and caring for each other and having hard conversations with your friends. And, and raising consciousness. You're right. I can't, I can't just sit around and feel impotent. Yeah, and and allowing your own consciousness to be raised. That's the other thing. Is yeah. like I don't have to do all the work. Actually, that's like <laughs> that's a white supremacist thought coming in. That it's like, oh, I gotta, I di- I need to do that. It's like, oh, I need to stay open and like listen and and raise my awareness and um, allow that to be raised. You know, yeah. by others, by the work of others. Um, and yeah, I'm at Riv Butcher on Instagram. My Facebook is fired back up again. Um, and I think there's an ad in this episode for my shows, but go to riverbutcher.com slash shows. I'm, I'm on the road. Uh, so please come see me live. Uh, I would love to see you. And if you're there, please come say hi. I would love to say hi and take a photo if you want to. Oh, and I'm, uh, Gabe S. Dunn on Instagram and my movie is you and I, you and me film on Instagram. So that's for updates on that. 
Hell yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thenewguyspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at thenewguyspod. This podcast is edited and produced by Logan Castrodali, music by Atlas Bishop, and art by Maya Scarpa. Thank you. Thank you.